This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. Pompey's 2022-23 campaign is complete. Across 46 league matches, the Blues picked up 17 wins, 19 draws and 10 defeats, accumulating a total of 70 points with a goal difference of plus 11. That was not enough to secure even a playoff place. For a third consecutive season, Portsmouth finished outside of the top six. Eighth position was where John Messina's side ended up in, seven points adrift of Peterborough United in the final playoff position. We started the campaign in July with Danny Cowley at the helm at Fratton Park. Let's take a listen to the extended highlights of Pompey's season. And we begin, of course, on the opening day, way back on the 30th of July 2022. Sheffield Wednesday, the opponents at Hillsborough. I can only imagine what it's like wearing these colours and this strip when you're one of their own, so I can't wait. The club at the moment has got the same you know, ambitions as me of pushing up the leagues and stuff like that, so I think it suits perfectly and hopefully together we can do that. There's no guarantees of success, but it'll be guaranteed of me giving my all for the football club and doing everything that we can achieve something. There was a couple of clubs interested where it was looking likely I was going to go to, but then once Portsmouth came in, I thought it was the right club for me. We always look forward to the start of the season, I think, um, for anyone in involved in football it always feels like Christmas Day the first game of the season and yeah we're super excited to see what the season can bring for Portsmouth Football Club and a happy new season to you at home we're underway Windows has got loads of options can he find one he's taken all day chance goal Marvin Johnson puts it into the back of the net Pack he's trying to drive to the dead ball line can he get the cross in I think he can header is going to go into the net and Porter the equalised Connor Ogilvy Portsmouth don't get the good clearance they want from Ragged and Deli Bashir who's got it 30 yards out hits it and he scores not a great first touch he's got it on the right he's got only Bishop to aim for Bishop's charge Bishop's header off the bar it's going to go in the net and Porter have scored and Porter have levelled for a second time ticket to look for Bishop Bishop 3-2 Portsmouth there's no question who scored that one it's Colby Bishop a debut to remember an emphatic header and Pompey have turned in it comes from Bannon to the wall the penalty spot. Header is one, loose in the box. Deli Bashiru scores! Drills the ball into the back of the net. And Sheffield Wednesday level. What a pulsating opening day of football in League One here at Hillsborough. It's finished Sheffield Wednesday three, Portsmouth three. And if we can come to a place like this and put on a performance like that, when they do click and when we get together, there's no reason why we can't do very well this year. I think there was um, yeah, a lot to be really pleased with, a lot to be really proud of, and that bodes well for the next 45 games. There's no place I'd rather be in the world than, than, than Fratton Park at 3pm on a, on a Saturday. We know that 
the impact and effect that sports can have on our performance. So Lincoln in all black with red trim will go from right to left. Portsmouth, usual home colours. First time we've seen this new home kit. Referee today who's got this one underway. David Rock from Hertfordshire as the ball goes out down on the near touchline and Portsmouth will have themselves a throw in. Rafferty hurriedly plays it forward looking towards Bishop. Headed down, finds Jacobs. And Bishop back to Jacobs. Jacobs now with the chance to get the shot in. It's blocked. Hackett picks up the second ball. Jacobs wants it in the penalty area. Hackett wants to shoot. Rossworth saves comfortably. Lovely ball from Jacobs. That's a wonderful pass. Ogilvy, early ball in the box. Bishop helps it on. Chance for Hackett. Great block. Still there. Over the bar. Clearest opportunity of the game so far. That should be that. And it is. And there's a few boos around Fratton Park and a bit of frustration at Portsmouth drawing a blank against Lincoln. Really disappointed because we always want to win games here. I think we are a new group and we have to keep trying to work together to get to that joined up thinking. Scarlett's going to chase it but Nelson is there to deal with it and he doesn't deal with it well and now Curtis will drive in the area. Chance for Portsmouth. Curtis, can he get the shot away? To Piggott, scuffs his shot but it goes in the back of the net and Joe Piggott has his first here is Ronan Curtis, here he comes, scores, slams it home and Ronan Curtis is off the mark for the season. Jacobs and he'll send it flat to the far post and it's being attacked across the face of goal and it's in! And Colby Bishop's made it 3-0 and it's his turn to celebrate. Oh that's a really nasty challenge and Campbell puts his hand in the air but that may not be enough to get away with that and a red card is shown and Cardiff are down to 10 men and I'm not sure Vontae Campbell can have too many complaints about that challenge. Whistle has gone here at the Cardiff City Stadium. A rare League Cup triumph for Portsmouth and a comfortable one away from home against Championship opposition. They've beaten Cardiff City by three goals to nil. Cheltenham are in red shirts and shorts and white socks down the line and Lundaloo's the target and Lundaloo and Ragger are holding each other's shirts and it's Stephen Lundaloo committed the first foul and then he kicks the ball away in frustration and will be the first player to go into the book. Hack lays it down, can Hackett get a shot away, he wants it on his left foot, instead he'll get it back to Jacobs, first time delivery, lofted deep to the far post, Morrison nods it down, Bishop's there and Bishop's put it in the net and given Portsmouth the lead! just making a nice run if he could be found he picks it up outside the box danger for Cheltenham here Jacobs into the box for Poppy is that a foul it is it's a pause of penalty kick Jacobs has won pause with a spot kick and a chance to make it 2-0 looked like he brought that one to me there Bishop stepping up right foot places it and scores for Portsmouth his second of the day sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and the final whistle has gone here at Wadden Road and in the sunshine Portsmouth have beaten Cheltenham by two goals to nil and made it back-to-back -back wins this week when it clicks with us we could be very dangerous go directly into the near post and it's gone in the back of the net oh wow how was Ironside converted from that near post corner it's Portsmouth nil Cambridge one ball into the box is over hit towards Ragger no it's not it's going to go in the net Colby Bishop has scored Ragger did all the hard work for him laid it on a plate inside the six yard box with a set piece opportunity it's slightly better in the corner as Larry whips it in deep to the far post and it's dropped by Meetoff and it's found its way in has it goal given and Rona Curtis is claiming it Cambridge really are we haven't seen them do this but they want to play out from the back and they've lost possession and there's danger here with Bishop in the area Bishop the chance is there for Jacobs is in Poppy has got a third down by the dead ball on the right side just outside the penalty area crossed to the far post Ogilvy's there Ogilvy made it 
and what looked half an hour in like it was going to be a challenging, difficult evening has turned into a resounding, impressive win. It's five unbeaten now and we're gelling together really nice, but we've just got to keep going. It's still early days, but we take that win into Saturday now. Near post towards Ogilvy! What a header! Third goal of the season for Connor Ogilvy! Sean Raggett has got Marcus for company and he's coming back really want to go back to Griffiths and he's given the ball away and there's danger here and it's a great chance for Collins and he's equalised for Bristol Rovers and Hackett will drive forward it's good from Hackett he wants to shoot saved second ball Tiggett's there Tiggett goes down is that a foul? yes it is and Porter have got themselves a penalty kick Tiggett's got hands on hips two yards inside the penalty area the referee blows his whistle here comes Tiggett and he scores waited for the goalkeeper to go to ground Tigger has his first goal at Bratton Park. Has Scarlett stayed on side? Dane Scarlett shoots Dale, heads it home. 3-1 Portsmouth. They will win this game against Bristol Rovers. Look, I don't want to be talking about officials because they only fine you. The referee, yeah, every decision goes with the crowd. It's got to be better than that, and they cost people the jobs. I'm, I'm lucky I've got a great owner, but these mad, balmy decisions from part-time officials are killing the game. Trust me, within a short period of time, we'll be at a point. They're playing 4-4-2, the Cowley sound. Don't take where you need to get to. So Louis, unfortunately, has a double fracture to his fibula. It won't be until we see the MRI scan and we can see the, the ligaments and the tendons to, to, to be able to, to get a clearer picture on that. So here we go. We aren't too far from getting this one underway. What an opportunity! Curtis, he's got Scarlett with him. Curtis scores. Portsmouth lead. He put on the attack down the left, just outside the penalty area. Ball across from Collins. Loose in the penalty area. Great chance. Equaliser. I think it's Will Evans. And Mingy trying to get Scarlett away, and he's done so. Scarlett has put the ball across. Chance in the middle for Curtis. Into the net. A second for Portsmouth. Still there, though, for Newport. Cross into the penalty area. Headed on. And into the net. have not fought it out of the League Cup. It is Port Vale against Portsmouth in League One. He's got it for Portsmouth. Can he get the shot away? He can, and he'll score his first senior goal. And that's the final action of the game here at Vale Park. And Portsmouth have beaten Port Vale by a goal to nil. And as things stand, they will be heading top of League One this evening. Prompt to get their EFL Trophy campaign underway. Referee has blown his whistle, points to follow Amy to stand his line. Powell steps up, hits the bar, and it goes in. Penalty for Portsmouth. Steps up with his left foot and rolls it into the corner, scoring, making it 1-1. Nice ball from Minogue to Scarlett. Scarlett turns away from a challenge, shoots and scores an excellent goal. Romang steps up against Holloway Amy and scores. Lifts it into the corner. Scarlett from a three-pace run-up to get this penalty shootout underway. Referee blows his whistle. Dane Scarlett steps up and misses. Tilly to hit this one left-footed. And a great save! Although Amy saves it low to his left. We're level at 3-3 as we go now to effective sudden death. Here we go for the extra bonus point. He steps up and scores. Side, sends a good ball into the penalty area and it's into the back of the net and Dane Scarlett has equalised for Portsmouth danger, Scarlett, short goal Dane Scarlett 
Yeah, danger for Porter. Adam Ager in the box. Shoots, scores. But the flag is up for Burton and the goal will not count. This is well worked. Pack across the face of goal and it's into the back of the net. Dale, now the chance to get the cross in. Whip to the near post and a brilliant finish from Bishop wins the game for Portsmouth. That is excellent. Burton Albion nil, Portsmouth 2. We've had a good start. We've got some momentum and, and some confidence as a consequence. And yeah, long may it continue. Corova shoots. What a goal. What a magnificent goal. Across the face and it's into the net. An own goal by Sean Raggett. And there's a chance for Plymouth. And it's 2-1. They've turned it around. Morell drives into the box. Stands it up to the far post and it's in. the final action, Portsmouth 2, Plymouth Argyle 2. And Harness is thrown goal, Harness is charged, and Harness scores. It's a short run-up for Bishop, he's waiting, now he can take it, he steps up and scores, underneath the goalkeeper. Davies in behind, Dale, danger here, ball to Ladapo, and he scores, and Portsmouth have got another penalty kick. Whistle goes, Colby Bishop steps up and scores, and Portsmouth the level. In their 10th game, they have gone down 3-2 against an Ipswich Town side who look very much like promotion contenders. Chance for Portsmouth, shot, save, Curtis will tap in and Portsmouth lead inside 90 seconds. And Pompey are back in the penalty area, the stage of shot, goal, 2-0. Still there for Tunnicliffe, Coroma, 3-0 Portsmouth. Infills the Tunnicliffe, thought about shooting, turns one way, then finds Coroma, shot into the net. And second for Josh Coroma. Hackett might want to hit one from distance here, he does and he scores! Rico Hackett from 25 yards out. A fine effort, Portsmouth 5, Aston Villa under 21 still. Chance for Portsmouth, Coroma hits it, goal! Pompey up the lead, he made it look so easy! Switched on, it's high deep to the far post, nodded back and into the net! And Fleetwood have got a leveller and it's a cheap one and it's Carlos Mendes Gomez. And the full-time whistle goes at Fratton Park and some frustrated boos around as Portsmouth do go three games without victory. Left-footed ball to come into the penalty area, decent one, header down and in the net and Charlton have taken the lead and Blackett Taylor is in for Charlton and it's a great chance for two and he scores. They all trying to fly into a challenge with Egbert. Is going to be in trouble here. Marlon Pack is shown a straight red card. The lovely delivery, great chance, so easy. 3 0 Charlton. Drag at the target, knocks it down and into the back of the net. Defend this corner and Pompey will win the match. It's towards the penalty spot. Matt gets under it, it goes out of the area. Scarlet's trying to win it. It doesn't matter because Portsmouth are back to winning ways. They've beaten Forest Green Rovers by one goal to nil. Oxford are going to shoot from distance. It's a great effort and a great goal. to the penalty area, Dale turning back, Dale wants to shoot, deflected, it's hit Bishop, charge, it's there! Portsmouth are with the chance to get a shot in, Swanson half-rocked it, great chance, and Shrewsbury do take the lead. Swanson edge of the box, curling left, but it ever won a goal! First professional goal from Zach Swanson! And once more, Portsmouth are held at home. It is a fourth consecutive League One draw at Bratton Park. Swanson whips it in and Wimbledon make a mess. Scarlett, great block, still there for Pompey and into the net. And Portsmouth score through Ronan Curtis. He breaks.
breaks into the area. Hassal shoots, what a brilliant goal. Magnificent strike from Ayuba Sal. And this match has finished 1-1 here at Fratton Park. And Portsmouth are through to the knockout phases of the EFL Trophy. Oh, Pompey have given it away and Hereford are breaking forward. And one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper is Story and he scores! Holded down by Curtis, a real chance for Hackett and he scores! Hackford delivery, a decent one and the head is into the back of the net. And Colby Bishop has glanced Pompey in the lead. Holded by Bishop, Piggott helps it into the back of the net. That's the third for Pompey. Portsmouth have got the job done. They've beaten Hereford. They're through to the second round of the FA Cup. Hereford one, Portsmouth three. Leftford, it pulls it back. Great chance. And Morton have scored. Passed into the back of the net by Liam Shaw. Jim stands it up. Looking there for the head of Pang. It's cleared off the line. Swanson nods it down. And it is into the net. And Portsmouth are level. A chance for Swanson. Swanson to end the game. Pompey are going to round three. Bishop stands up and scores. Bishop and he scores, drills it down the middle this time. Nice play towards Holland, trying to take a Morrison into the box, across the face of goal, real chance for Ita, and he's pulled one back. It's flicked on into the area, danger for Pompey, shot comes in, a wicked score. Mometi, square ball, McCleary, 2-0, game over. But it might help Piggott to get a goal, oh and he does, what a brilliant free kick! That ends the match here, what a way to finish! Brilliant from Piggott, Portsmouth 3, Stevenage 0. A good whip cross to the far post and headed in. And MK Dons have taken the lead and Bradley Johnson just stooped in at the far post. Josh Griffiths has made a vital save for Pompey to keep it 1-0. Change is coming, Danny Cowley's hooked on the bench. They need to defend this first though. Whipped in to the edge of the box, nobody's picked up Grant. It's played goal bound, still there in the six-yard box and this time it's stabbed into the net. And it's Jack Tucker who's scored his first goal for MK Dons. Things are going from bad to worse at Bratton Park. It's Portsmouth nil, MK Dons 2. Hume, high hanging ball to the far post. Ragged under it, header on goal, loose, it's to the net! Colby Bishop, an hour gone, Portsmouth 2, Ipswich 1. Morsi might hit one from distance, does. Ruff is saved, happy for Chaplin. And Ipswich have got themselves a leveller. There's a few boos at the full-time whistle, but Pompey have been much improved today. They've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with probably the best side in the league. Raksaki's trying to get shot on goal. He's left Raggett for Zen. He's curled it into the corner. To the far post. Raggett trying to win it down. Loose in the box. Ogilvy! Yes! There's the equaliser! Fraser into the box. Fraser, can he get the shot away? He can and he'll score. And an equaliser at the end of stoppage time. And parity lasts three minutes in the second half. It's Porter's one, Charlton two. You don't need me to tell you how the Fratton Park faithful feel about full time. The booze are loud. People are heading to the exit. And Pompey still don't have the answer of how to end this dismal run of form. Danny and Nicky really got Portsmouth. They knew what the football club meant to the city, what it meant to people, what it meant to supporters. They'll always be guaranteed a fond welcome whenever they come back to Fratton Park. Into the box, 1-2, gets it back, chance for Kane, what a goal! Harry Kane smashes it past Griffith. Full-time whistle goes inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Portsmouth FA Cup run has come to an end. There's a great chance for Williams, he's through on goal and he scores for Bolton. It is Bolton Wanderers who progress the EFL Trophy and we're underway for this League One encounter. Bolton trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box. They've worked a chance and they've worked a third goal. There really is no way back for Portsmouth now. Bolton three, Portsmouth nil.
everyone's aligned from top to bottom. That's the most important thing. So I think that's the, that was the goal through the process to make sure that from top to bottom of the football club, everybody is aligned. You've got to get the right personalities in place and you have to get the right structure in place. And when you have a combination of the two, then you set yourself up for the best chance of success. He's got a real brave leadership style about him and he's got a really clear identity and, and how he wants to play and, and, and we want to put somebody as head coach of this football club that the wider community can be really proud of. Tackle volley from distance, what a goal! Where can he find a man? Morrell! This time it is him! Joe Morrell has his first Portsmouth goal! It's been a long time coming for myself, just here previous clubs. Something that, yeah, maybe in this new system, new manager, maybe I've got a little bit more license to make the box, that was certainly the case today. Allow Morrell to get the ball, and Morrell breaks into the box. There's a chance here, Morrell across the base of goal! Bishop, it's gone into the net! That ball, surely, that could be off. And that is a second yellow card. And that is Portsmouth going down to ten men. And Joe Morrell, who only received a yellow card a few moments ago, is sent off for the second time in his Portsmouth career. Tries to save again. Header is clawed off the line. And then put in the back of the net by Joe Piggott. It's Fleetwood Town nil, Portsmouth 2. Shot on goal. Can he get the shot away? Good from Hackett. And the ball is into the back of the net. And Portland have pulled one back. John Messino takes the beat as Portland's manager for the first time. Popfield picking up again through Pack, 40 yards out. Chance for a ball to go back into the penalty area. It's a good ball. And it's put into the back of the net. And Portland have the lead. A fine finish from Colby Bishop. Towards the box. He's bouncing around and it's gone all the way in. And Barnsley have equalised. Corner to come in towards the penalty spot. Ogilvy's got his shirt being pulled. There it's their go. chance. Hackett scores. Popier back in the game. Looking for Hardy. Hardy's going to get to the ball. And Hardy chips it over the goalkeeper. And puts it into the back of the net. And Plymouth will get all three points here against Portsmouth. And Ogilvy crossed to the far post. Headed down. And Scarlett scored. And Poppy steals it at the end. Portsmouth won. Burton Albion nil. Sets it up for Tunnicliffe to hit on his right foot. And Tunnicliffe to score. Oh, lovely from Bishop. Jacobs chance for Portsmouth. 2-0. Tunnicliffe to the dead ball. And cross 3-0. Ronan Curtis. Morell goes short to Thompson. He's going to hit one from here. Louis Thompson. Oh, what a goal. Fantastic strike from Louis Thompson. Portsmouth 4. Cheltenham nil. Towards the penalty area from Rafferty. It's a good delivery. Can Bishop get there? Right footed ball into the far post, Raggett trying to attack it, it's into the net! And Riley Towler's done it again! Corner comes in towards the near post, for Bishop takes it on, into the net! Colby Bishop does get his goal! Porter 3, Bolton 1, surely that's enough for the win! Now it's going to be whipped in by Dow towards the far post, header is into the net! Colby Bishop! Cambridge nil, Portsmouth 1. Oh dear, that's a poor ball. It's intercepted, Phillips has read it, and there's danger for Portsmouth, and Norwood's free if he can be found, and Norwood is found, and Norwood scores, and Barnsley take the lead. Cross to come in, Cadden's over there, left-footed shot, into the back of the net. And can Pompey get the ball in Barnsley's penalty, and they can, and Bishop can score. Rafferty's cross, a fine Colby Bishop header. And it's Jacob. Oh, Norwood's in behind again, there's a chance for Barnsley, the angle's against him. Norwood, cross the field, and in, and Devontae Cole. 
on his left foot, cross from lane into the middle, header, he's into the back of the net, and Portsmouth have taken the lead. Loose, shot to come in from Hackett, fine goal from Rico Hackett, he's just slammed it into the net. Hackett's effort saved by Savin, Bishop, Bishop scores! There's goal number 20 for the season for Bishop. Raggett coming forward over halfway, finds Tunnicliffe, and Tunnicliffe through to Bishop, he must be offside, Black stays down, Bishop, off the post and in, and Colby Bishop has scored! Pompey looking to make it two, long wait for Bishop, short run up, Bishop scores! Into the bottom corner, Bristol Rovers nil, Portsmouth two. They haven't dealt with it, and it's into the net, and Port Vale have scored, it's Matthew Taylor, it's a defensive mess from Portsmouth. Oh, and it's charged down, and Pompey have got Luffy there. They still might be punished because Ojo's going to shoot, and Ojo's going to score. Bishop has got a chance to partially make amends. Referee will blow the whistle, and Bishop scores this time. Life ball in, Jacobs can't get there. Hackett, shot, blocked, won't fall for Bishop. Jacobs effort, yes, there's the equaliser. Portsmouth two, Portbell two. To come in, stood up deep towards the far post, and Dale's there. One, Boris Green nil. Like it with a cross to the far post. It's a good one. Ogilvy's there, and Ogilvy scored. What's going on? What's the chat about now, then, Andrew? Red card. There's a red card. Is it for Joe Morell? Yeah. Or is it for Sean Raggett? It's for Joe Morell. Has been sent off, and that will be a four-match ban if that is upheld. And it's going to fall for Misa, and it's into the net. It's MK Dons, one ports as well. Bennett cutting on his right foot, crosses the D1 in the middle. The header is into the net. And Shrewsbury have taken the lead. Nodded back in the danger area. Ogilvy, and it's into the net. It's Connor Ogilvy. It's Marlon Pat. I think Connor Ogilvy played it back into the box. It's Shrewsbury, one, Portsmouth, one. Marlon Pack for Portsmouth, just outside the penalty area. Whistle goes. Pack over the wall, and into the back of the net. Brannigan to send a right-footed in between corner. It's delivered towards the penalty spot. Completely free header and into the back of the net. And what a cheap goal for Portsmouth to give away. How was he that free? Oxford one, Portsmouth one. Jacobs crossed to the far post. Pig arriving and Pillar scoring. Portsmouth have broken the deadlock. Portsmouth one, Accrington Stanley nil. Morell chips it to the far post to Bishop. Header off the post and in. And Colby Bishop. 20 of the League One season! Derby chipping to the edge of the Pompey uh, penalty area, shot and goal! Derby one, Portsmouth one. Fowler has it, and will go long looking towards Bishop. Lovely header from Bishop, Piggott for Portsmouth outside the box. Piggott's cross, it's a joyous cross, and he's headed in at the far post! And Paddy Lane has got his first Portsmouth goal, steering it back across, past 3x, it's nestled in the corner. Into the box and a great finish, and we're all square. Pompey two, Wickham two. And that's that. The full time whistle goes here at Bratton Park. Portsmouth have ended their season with a 2 2 draw against Wickham. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5. 
a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to this, the final episode of the Football Hour here on Express FM for the 2022-23 campaign. You join myself, Jake Smith, alongside two more guests, like I say, for the final time this campaign. Delighted to first of all welcome onto the show, Mr. Brendan Tuttier. Brendan, a very good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Jake. Thank you for having me on the show, man. And also joining myself and Brendan tonight, we have Mr. Sam Macy calling in from back home. Sam, pleasure as always. Thanks for having me on again, Jake. Always a pleasure. So, Brendan, it's the end of the season. It is. Uh, it's a long old slog, that, wasn't it? Yeah, we just heard the uh, the highlights of the campaign, some yeah. of which, let's be honest, weren't highlights. They were just... Yeah. Scraping a draw. Yeah. yeah. 15 games, only one league victory, of course. Plenty happening over the course of the last 10 months at Fratton Park. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you pinpoint it all going wrong, really? Well, I, I actually spoke about this last night when I was on, on, on another radio station, actually. Um, it, I would come up with sort of five points for it, really. I think you sort of go that 10 games without a win um, through sort of October through to January, that long period where we just couldn't drain out a, a win in the league. Um, I think the multiple um, injuries and suspensions throughout the season that Marlon Pat got got suspended twice, Joe Murrow got suspended twice, a plethora of injuries ranging, you know, from Tom Lowry and Joe Rafferty to Ronan Curtis, the most recent one, unfortunately, and Jaden Reed hasn't kicked a ball for two years, unfortunately for himself. Um, I think a bit to do with Cowley as well. I don't like slagging the book the guy off, but I think. Playing, putting round, what was it, square pegs in round holes is the, is the term, isn't it? But, you know, not playing Ronan Curtis on the left wing where we all know he plays and, you know, just mixing it up too much and not not having a consistent side. Yeah, it's that, and obviously our performances in particular as well. We sort of went to manage, we managed to step up to a big team and then we compete with Ipswich and we compete with Plymouth and then we drop down and we sort of no disrespect to these teams but we lower, we lower our quality against teams like Forest Green yeah. or uh, Morecambe etc um, let's not shy away from the fact as well Sam um, Danny Cowley of course dismissed in January after the 2-1 defeat at home to Charlton Athletic the first game of course of 2023 um, and, and probably the right decision I, mean, I don't think that's even really up for debate even the the, the, the most hardcore of, of Danny Cowley fans and you know myself one of them I think he's a, a terrific sort of human being and, and his intentions at Fratton Park were, were the utmost best but ultimately that was the best time for him to go Sam but injuries people will say it's not an excuse but there were plenty of them throughout that campaign and they really did um, really did let Danny Cowley down there yeah I think you're right Jake I think if you look at the midfield options especially which which Danny Cowley sort of recruited over the summer we we all waxed lyrical about how good it was uh, in sort of October, October like and before um, and then you you lose your three starters Morel, Pack, uh, Lowry and then you're sort of left with Jay Ming and Ryan, Ryan Tunnicliffe, who were fourth and fifth choice, respectively, at the start of the season. Um, as Brendan said, square pegs and round holes. You look at the period where Conor Ogilvy had to play right back when when you had someone like Zach Swanson sort of raring to go. And it was sort of, 
made a rod for his own back in the end and, and for all the faults which which we've sort of spoken over the years about the club and, and not being quick enough to make certain decisions, i.e. The, how, how much longer Kenny Jacket got than he should have. They actually acted relatively quickly um, in comparison to, 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 to pull the trigger on Danny Cowley. And they obviously there was that three-week period where there was no no manager in the January window but mm. thankfully we did get Musinho in and, and, and sort of kicked on from there but as Brendan said the the, the undoing was sort of that that spell under Danny Cowley where we couldn't buy a win I think it was the one win at Forest Green and, and that, that sort of just killed our season Hindsight's mm. a wonderful thing Brendan but John Messina of course replacing uh, Danny Cowley after his appointment was announced uh, back in January after the two defeats to Bolton Wanderers and both the trophy uh, and the league respectively looking at Messina's time at Pompey 23 games 10 victories 9 draws and just before defeats those four defeats coming against sides who are either in the playoffs or have been promoted automatically to the championship none of those defeats have been to sides below Pompey in the table, or like I say for that matter, outside of that top six. Um, came into the club, um, it was just before that Exeter game, wasn't it? Back yeah. in January, the 2-0 win on the 21st. Pompey were 15th at the time, mm-hmm. and we've ended up finishing in 8th position. A win percentage of 43.48. And you're looking at points per game um, over the course of a 46-match season, if you know, carry on this sort of form into the next campaign. You're looking at between 85, maybe 90 points that push if you can continue that momentum. Yeah, is that a good? Is that a good run? Do you yes. think? Like as, as I said at the start of a question, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but too little, too late decision. Yeah, I, I think so. But then I think what helped Danny, I think, stay in the job as long as he did, was the fact that everyone I feel wanted him to succeed he was such a likeable guy him and Nicky you know and I thought you know they had that they had the fans on side for so long we wanted it to work we wanted them to, to, to succeed we wanted to you know progress with them um, so I think that that's what's kept it on so long I don't think um, that the uh, the owners or my, uh, Andrew Cullen are, are in that game of, of sacking a manager when things turn a bit wrong a la uh, Watford where they're sacking managers every every eight months so yeah I, I think when Messino's come in yes he's done some great things Um just the, the part for me where I'm a bit let down for it and maybe the players got to blame for this as well is that period over from Easter onwards where we had a very favourable run in and we just got draw after draw after draw and it's just like no we need to be the teams are a lot below us they're in the relegation zone we should be putting them to the sword and putting four, putting three or four past them but you know unfortunately never came to that in the end but no I'm, I'm all behind Messina for this uh, this recruitment in the summer yeah Plenty of shouts uh, for player of the season is something I would say, Sam, if it were true. Unfortunately not. Colby Bishop, um, really the outstanding sort of name when you, you're asked that question. There's a reason why he won all of them when they were pre- uh, presented at the start of the game before the final match of the season against Wickham last weekend. Colby Bishop, the um, undisputed winner of that award. So, Sam, apart from Colby Bishop, because that is the obvious answer, who would you say deserves uh, quite a lot of credit for, for their sort of contributions to Pompey's season this campaign? I don't think there's any obvious answer, to be honest. I think um, the only player who's played consistently well over the whole season is Colby Bishop. If you look at sort of other names which spring to mind who've been good in patches, Joe Morrell, Marlon Pack. I think Joe Morrell, he was he was poor before he went to the World Cup. Obviously, he had one eye, as, as you'd expect, on the World Cup. Marlon Pack started the season and ended the season brilliantly, but in 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 the intermediate, it was sort of he, he sort of dropped off a lot. Um, Tom Lowry, when he's been on the pitch, has been brilliant, but 
I say I don't think so. The only man I can sort of say who's been consistent is probably Conor Ogilvy, and I don't think he's been he's not he's not been as good as he has been in the previous seasons. But I think when you get players like Colby Bishop, when you buy proven quality at the League One level, it shows in the team, and he, he he's cleaned up the awards. And I'm hoping over the summer we can do that again. If now's the summer, to, now's the summer to do it. Um, the big boys have left left the division. Hopefully, Sheffield Wednesday follow up switch out of it. And if we if we put enough money into this playing squad with players like Colby Bishop proven at League One level, mm. then we can be in that position next year. So it's a massive summer of recruitment. Just just so it's hopefully next year we won't be saying it's just Colby Bishop who stepped up for the whole forty six game season. Yeah, um, some nice goals scored throughout the campaign, Brenton. We spoke about the fact it's been an underwhelming season for Pompey, a third successive campaign where the Blues have failed to even get into the top six. Something needs to change next season. Yeah. We know that um, investment is something the fans speak about a lot in terms of on the pitch. Um, perhaps a lot has got to improve in that aspect as well. But heading into this season, a few nice goals scored, pleasing yeah. to be aesthetically pleasing goals. Marlon Pack um, with a couple of free kicks. Um, that one uh, in particular, uh, I think it was in March, wasn't it? Where Oxford yeah. United on a Tuesday night, that was a fantastic free kick. Beautiful hit. Just kissing off, off, off a bar. Um, how would you assess his first season back in blue, Marlon Pack? Well, I, I think it, it sums it up, I think, when every game, uh, every home game for the first month and a half was man of the match today, Marlon Pack. And he was phenomenal. And I stand by that. And he, I think he worked so well. And I just think that there, there were games where he did go missing. I think the red card at, at Charlton really sort of hindered his his his, uh, his time back at the club. Um with that as well because I remember the I think it was a Plymouth game where Tom Lowry went off injured and um, when I looked at Tom Lowry holding his groin or his hamstring wherever it was Marlon Pack was holding one of his muscles and I thought Marlon Pack's not good here either mm-hmm. so I think he was carrying an, an injury for a while and then he got suspended so then he was out of the side for for a number of games so then he then I think he was out injured after that time as well. The rest of recuperate, but yeah, I'm happy to see Marlon back. That talisman, the captain mentality, um, one of our, one of our own, and it, it's good to see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to some uh, different news now. It has been announced uh, just before we came on air. The retained list, something that all fans have been looking forward to all week. We were told that maybe um, this was going to be announced on Wednesday or Thursday. Not the case. It has been revealed this evening, and it can be confirmed that. Eight first-team players have been released. Uh, those include Clark Robertson, Michael Jacobs, Louis Thompson, Ryan Tunnicliffe, Kieran Freeman, Jaden Reed, Alfie Bridgman and Dan Gifford. Alfie Bridgman, of course, was alone at Bognor Regis Town. Um, he's returned from his loan and immediately been released. Same with Dan Gifford. Jaden Reed yet to make a first-team appearance for Pompey Bar um, in friendlies. Um, he's been released after two very horrific seasons um, out due to injuries. So yeah, I think you, you feel in particular out of that list, Sam, for, for Jaden Reed, two ACL injuries. And yeah, he doesn't get a chance to show the fans really what he had to offer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a sad story, isn't it, Jaden Reed? I think every time he played in pre-season, everyone sort of was quite excited to see what he could bring to the table. And he looked direct and and good going forward but it's just a shame that it's happened once let alone twice so hopefully someone can pick him up whether that's National League League 2 and I hope someone takes a punt on him and he does get um, does get an opportunity I think possibly if it was under Danny Cowley he would have got a third year possibly mm. because I think Cowley liked him and he, you saw what he did last summer yeah. I think that again you said speaking earlier on about how good the Cowleys were as human beings I think what they did with Jaden Reed last season or this season was, was was really good and hopefully 
someone takes a punt on him and he's he can work his way back up the league because mm. he on his day he's a really really exciting player club captain Clark Robertson released following the expiration of his contract after two years with the club links for him to Derby County Brendan what are your thoughts on on, on him departing is it just just maybe right for both parties didn't quite work out yeah I think it was right in the end of the day um look he's unfortunately quite an injury prone player injury prone player um he, he seemed to get a lot of stick online as well which I which I never really got but then that, that's the sort of environment Twitter is isn't it really um he's get a lot of flack but no I always thought Clark was a very solid composed center off he's not that the the sort of captain that everyone wants to have who's going to be you know Grabbing players by the scruff of the shoulder, by, by the scruff of their neck, and you know, sort of getting getting the players motivated. He's more of a an organising, calm, and you know, collected sort of captain, sort of experience. I'd say more than someone who's got fire in their belly. So it's unfortunate that that Clark's leaving. Um, but no, I, I do wish him all the best. And if he goes to Derby next year, um, please lose at Fratton Park and do us a favour. <laughs> Michael Jacobs, another player who's um, had, had difficulties with injury throughout his time at Fratton Park. Sam, um, not to the extent of, of course, of Jaden Reed. We have seen uh, Michael Jacobs at his best, um, particularly this season as well, towards the latter stage of the campaign under John Messino. Is is that to you a surprise? Uh, a little bit. I think he was on a page he played deal, so I would it would have been nice to keep him on a similar sort of deal. And I understand that he probably doesn't want that sort of um, that sort of contract. He wants to be getting solid money and things like that just just if he does get another injury then he, he he's he's providing for his family obviously football's a human so i completely understand him and louis thompson in that in that sort of mindset that they on pay as you play deals i don't know if louis thompson still is but i completely understand um they want to restructure their restructure their deals mm. um but yeah michael jacobs has been really good at, since since he since he arrived when he's been on the pitch and that's sort yeah. of the, the most all you can ask from a player is to be fit and mm-hmm. fit and available that's, that's that's the most important thing first and foremost and he, he's not been he probably he's well 50 percent is probably generous the amount of time which he's he's been available but on on this day one of the best players in league one but just not available enough so it'll be sad to see him go i think he does have something different but i i, I understand why the club are doing it he's, sure. i think you, you're going to free up the budget to get someone who's available for 46 games as opposed to 25. Yeah. Uh, moving on, of course, to the lone players that were at Frasson Park and have returned to their respective parent clubs. Deshaun Bernard returning to Manchester United. Um, reports there that he may be leaving Old Trafford in the summer and, and could potentially join Pompey on a permanent deal uh, for the next campaign. We'll see how that one goes. Owen Dale, of course, re- returning to Blackpool. Matt Macy to Luton Town. Joe Piggott Ipswich and Dane Scarlet to Tottenham Hotspur. Um, look, going through those names, we'll start off, of course, Brendan, with Deshaun Bernard. Really came on leaps and bounds towards that second half of the campaign, didn't he? And many fans on social media really hoping that John Messino and Rich Hughes, of course, can, can pen him to a contract on a permanent deal next season if he's, of course, to leave Manchester United. Yeah, definitely. I, I was a big fan of Big Dish as well. I thought he was he was class. Big um, Dish. He's Big Dish. That's, <laughs> I, that's my nickname for him. I just think he's that sort of, the, the sort of player in the in like the sort of same calibre I see as, um, as Hayden Carter. Sends up young, um, energetic, composed on the ball, can bring the ball out from the back. And, um, and, and what I like about it is he's very physical. Like I saw there's a clip on um, uh, from the Wickham game when he 
shoulder barged one of the Wickham players into the North Stand lower, which I quite enjoyed at the time. But um, yeah, he's de- and he's very versatile, can play right back as well as centre half. And yeah, when you sort of players who you know we've seen injuries in Rafferty and Swanson, we know that Dish can can slide across to right back if needed. And uh, looking at the other names, uh, of course, returning to their parent club, Sam, um, Matt Macy, uh, someone who shares a, a surname with yourself in goal, of course, replacing Josh Griffiths, recalled by West Bromwich Albion in January. Um, again, another player that fans have slightly warmed to um, since his arrival on loan from Luton Town. If, if he became available in the summer, would he be someone you'd wish Pompey to pursue? Or do you think that maybe we could do um, perhaps with someone better? I know Jamie Cumming is a name that's been floated around on social media um i think matt mason would be an excellent signing um he's been really really good since he's come in um that's not just the bias of the surname obviously but no he's he's been really good i think he's commanding he's, he's been a presence in goal and he's, he's not made any mistakes and that's sort of what you want you want a safe pair of hands who's going to be able to sort of be consistent and not cost you points throughout the season and obviously he came in and a lot of a lot of rival fans sort of said why have you guys signed in but he, he's proved everyone wrong and he's been excellent um I mean, you can explore other options as well, but I think you know you, you want someone who's been at the club for six months. You sort of form relationships with those players in, in defence, and if we can, we can tie him down to a, a permanent contract. Mm-hmm. That'll be ideal. So we just got to pray that Luton get through the playoffs, and uh, he'll become available uh, if they do go up. Yeah. High time the Eisners put their hands in their pockets, says Jeffrey and Lockheath, and back the playing squad. Sam talks sense, uh, Jeffrey. Thank you very much for getting in touch, Sam. You've got a fan. Um, but yeah, sort of moving on away from that retain list, Brendan. We'll come back onto it in a second. But that text from Jeffrey in regards to putting my hands in my pockets for next season. We know there have been funds available in previous campaigns, and and money has been spent on players. We've not solely relied on loan players. It's not solely been on freebies, as some might suggest. Mm-hmm. Um, but a seventh campaign in League One, we understand the process, what's going on behind the scenes with Fratton Park and the training ground, and and trying to build that infrastructure of the club. But as a supporter now, is it time where you just think, do you know what, let's do a Sunderland, let's do an Ipswich, let's just get out of this league? Yeah, I, I think it is time to do it. And I, I think the owners know that as well. I think it is time that we need to step up. The stadium's ready to go now, personally. I think, obviously, we still finish off the Milton end and put the rail seating in the, in the front end. But I think it's up to the standard now where we can make that charge for the for the championship. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you've got to think back now, when the Eisners have sp- spent money on John Marquis and Ellis Harrison, spent £1.5 million there, and they didn't get their, you know, they didn't get the results from it, did they? That was a great summer on paper. Them signings. Oh, fantastic Harness, signings. Harrison, Marquis. Yeah, Ragged come in the siders at the same time as well. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we're going for it. And, you know, on, as you said on paper, mm. we, sh- we should have done it that season. Even the season before, we should have done it. But, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't come that way. So the eyes, I understand their cautiousness. Yeah. I see they've been cautious, but, yeah, time to do it now, boys. So eight players leaving following the expiration of their contracts. Negotiations ongoing with Jay Mingi and Ronan Curtis, who, of course, we know is out until around about Christmas, New Year time with his, uh, his, his really bad injury picked up a couple of months ago uh, that's kept him out until the end of the campaign. He has been offered a new contract and talks are ongoing between him and the club, as well as, of course, as I mentioned there, Jay Mingi. Mingi. Um, right, moving on very slightly now. We've got something exciting coming up. We do have, ladies and gentlemen, a quiz, a mini quiz for the 2022-23 season. Sam, are you ready? I didn't, I didn't warn you about this, I'm, but... 
You didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm hoping Good. I don't embarrass myself here, but no. yeah, I'm ready. You'll be fine. Brendan as well? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I love a quiz. It's got to be quick, quick fire. We don't have too long left. Seven questions. Here we go. All right. The Blues began the season with a 3 all draw away at Sheffield Wednesday back in July. But who scored Pompey's first goal of the campaign? Brendan. It was um, Colby Bishop. Sam? I think it was Conor Ogilvy, wasn't it? Correct, it was Conor Ogilvy. 1-0 to Sam. Who did Pompey beat at the round of 16 stage of the Papa John's Trophy to set up a quarter-final tie with Bolton Wanderers? Brendan, we'll go with you again. It'd be Ipswich Town. Sam? No. Yes, it was. It, it, was I think it was Ipswich, wasn't it? Um, it was Ipswich. No, no, Stevenage. It was Stevenage. Yeah, Fortunately, I... Brendan, got to take the first answer, my yeah. friend. 1 0 to Sam still. Number three, Colby Bishop was the Blues' top goal scorer in the league. But can you name either one of the two players who finished joint second behind the striker? Sam, we'll go for you first. I think that's Conor Ogilvy again, isn't it? Brendan? Yeah, Ogilvy. You're both right. Conor Ogilvy will accept it as well as Marlon Pack, both with five league goals. 2 1 to Sam. Keeping with Colby Bishop. He was the overwhelming recipient of all Player of Season awards given out prior to the final game of the season last weekend. But how many awards did he receive in total on that day? Closest to the pin, Brendan. 12. Sam? I'm going to go a bit lower. I'll go for 8. Brendan gets it. It's 2-2. Two, two. It was 15. All right. 2 all. Closest to the pin again. What was Pompey's average home attendance across the season? Sam? Uh, I'll go with 18,150. Brendan? Uh, 16,520. Oh, Sam just edges it. 3-2. 17,721. Two questions remain. Eighth place finish saw the Blues collect 70 points this season, but was that more or less than the points total recorded last season? Brendan? Less. Sam? Uh, I know it's less. You're both correct, yet less. 73 points last season, a 10th place finish. So it still remains 4-3 to Sam. Final question. This one is multiple choice, and I've got to start that again because we've overrun <laughs> the music. <laughs> Final question. Sam, you first. Multiple choice. Who, out of the following three players, provided more goal contributions, so that's goals and assists, combined in all competitions this season? So A, Marlon Pack, B, Rico Hackett, or C, Joe Morrell? I will go for Rico Hackett. Brendan? Marlon Pack. 4-4. Brendan gets it right at the end. Equalises. 4-4. Well, congratulations to you both. I don't have a, a tiebreaker. Well, I, I did No, I was, was going to prepare for one, but um, <laughs> no, just didn't have time to do it. I do apologise for that. But no, congratulations to you both. You both know your stuff. That was uh, the Pompey end of season quiz with Brendan and Sam. And uh, moving on to something a little bit away from Pompey. I love this song. I love it. <laughs> Big game in the Premier League tomorrow, by the way. At some place called St Mary's? St Fairies. St Fairies? At a quiet place down the road. That's it. Because the, the team that plays there is basically eight points adrift to safety. Only three games left. Yeah, and they're rubbish. After how many years in the Premier League? 11? 11 years, yeah. Open top bus tour for this one, mate. 11 years in, yeah. the, in the division. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We're still in League One. There but, we are. you know, we'll forget about that. <laughs> Because, finally, it looks as though they're going down. Oh, yes. We can reel it in. It would have been nice to play in the championship next season, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Oh, well. I should probably turn that off because, you know, we are still in League One. But <laughs> they're going down. Finally. Unless they put off the most miraculous of, of great escapes, which I just don't see 
happen. Right, looking ahead to next season, of course, uh, there has been a difference in prices um, between the season tickets, a slight increase from last season after three consecutive campaigns um, of them prices being frozen. Um, they have been increased. You can go to the Portsmouth FC website um, to find out more information. Friday the 10th of June is when Pompey can start registering players and fixture release date on Thursday the 22nd of June. And the opening round of fixtures for next season has been confirmed between the Friday the 4th and Sunday the 6th of August. Uh, so that is some key dates. You can also go to the Express FM website to find out more information on a few more of those key dates involving Pompey and the 2023-24 campaign. Brendan Tuttiet, thank you very much for your contribution tonight, my friend. No, thank you for having me on, Jake. It's a pleasure as always, anytime you need me. Sam Macy over the phone lines as well. Thank you very much for your help this evening, my friend, and thank you, of course, for your help across the season as well. It's been a pleasure. No problem, Jake. I look forward to speaking to you again next season. Well, thank you very much. Well, that is it for this season. But next season, we will be back. Let's do it all over again. And a happy new season. We're underway. Here we go again. Colby Bishop, a debut to remember. Drag at the target, knocks it down, and into the back of the net. Tackle volley from distance, what a goal! And Riley Powell has done it again! You don't need me to tell you how the Fratton Park baseball feel about full time. The booze allowed, people are heading to the exit. Another season is just around the corner. And we'll be back for more before you know it. The Football Hour, returning for a brand new season, Monday the 31st of July on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Well, that's a wrap. Our coverage of Pompey's 2022-2023 season has come to an end. I'd like to take this moment to send some big thank yous to everyone who has helped to make the last 10 months possible, starting with our 37 different guests here on the Football Hour in order of appearance. Dean Adams, Tom Malley, Tom Chappell, Donald Vass, Alex Fletcher, Mark McGee, Matt Drabble, Ian Chiverton, Robbie Fahey, Sam Stone, Matt Corrick, Sam Macy, Lewis McKenzie, Jeff Harris, Frankie Rudland, Barry Clements, Pepe Lacey, Eric Colborne, Kevin Stokes, Josh Sweetman, Ryan Honey, Reese Harding, Mark Coates, Freddie Webb, Andy Mitchellmore, Joe Wood, Brendan Tuttiet, Jay Sadler, Hugh Bumps, Josh Taylor, Henry Deacon, Ryan Lewis, Jack Hancock, Blake O'Neill, Kirsty Roxanne, Reese Hawkins, and Andrew Barnard. From here at Express FM, behind the scenes making it all tick, thank you to Miles Henson, Mason Jordan, Ian James, Connor Mosley, Tom Atkins, George Wedlake, Darren Gamblin, Robbie James and Paul Marsh. A big cheers to those at Portsmouth Football Club for their help throughout the season too, including Matt Barker, Neil Weld, Max Swatton, Henry Port, Ben Chu, Kaylee Young, Andy Cullen, Eric Eisner, Colin Farmery, Claire Martin, Grace Laidlaw, John Musino, and of course not forgetting Danny and Nikki Cowley. Thank you to everyone involved with the Pompey women for allowing us to cover more of their games than we have ever covered before here on Express FM. And a special mention in particular to, again, Jay Sadler, Leanne Bell, Nicole Barrett, Evie Gain, Danielle Rowe, Ali Hall, Ella Humphrey and Danny Lane for helping us along the way. 
and our broadcast of another blue season would not have been possible without you tuning in back home my biggest appreciation goes to you the Pompey fans for listening in and keeping the show on the road well have a fantastic summer and I will see you when we kick off the Blues 2023-2024 campaign on Monday the 31st of July stay safe keep smiling and until next season it's goodbye from me Jake Smith thank you for listening to the Football Hour.